Really quick, before we get started, if you're a return listener, can you please leave a rating? If you're on Spotify or iTunes, you can leave star ratings and subscribe. It makes a huge difference to the growth of the, of the podcast, and it, it means that we can impact more construction companies to allow them to make more profit and stay in business over long term, and that's all we want to do. So please uh, leave a rating and subscribe, and now let's get on with the show. Hey, Construction Legends. So today we're going to talk about how you can avoid costly mistakes and essentially how a better or signing a better construction contract can save you money, how that turns into money in the bank, right, from signing something that's better. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kim Brennan. I'm the CEO of a company called Quantum Contract Solutions. We help construction companies sign better contracts, have better cash flow, have better profit margin. If you want help with that, go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. If you want to learn all of this stuff yourself, just watch the videos, watch the podcast, go to constructionsecrets.io and we've got free training and everything you need to be able to implement it yourself there too. Okay, so a lot of people talk to me about well, like, how can signing a better construction contract actually turn into more money in the bank for me? And how does like, what is the point of doing it? You know, what's the point? Why don't they just sign it while it is anyway? They're never going to agree to it anyway. Like that's a lot of things that get pushed back to us. And I don't understand the value of, of it. Like it doesn't put money into my bank account. And so to, you know, to give you a, a bit of a, an understanding, you know, risk is, is a little bit different in what a win looks like. Okay. So in, you know, if we, if we were able to give you a million dollars, right. And, or a million dollars in, in revenue from getting new projects, you would see that straight away. You'd be like, yeah, there's the value there. Risk is different because risk is, is not silent, right? Risk is things not happening. And so that, you know, that can be a little bit difficult to understand because you might have signed construction contracts and, and the risk is, you know, the risk is, is, is a straight line, right? The risk is a straight line across, let's just say, I don't know, on a, on a chart, is a horizontal straight line. The risk doesn't change. What does change is your perception of the risk. Now, if you're the type of person that's never been hit with something that's actually happened, right? Your perception of the risk is way lower. It's like, you know, uh, going onto a construction site and, you know, you first start on a construction site, you think there's no, you're young, you think there's no risk, wearing a hard hat is stupid, wearing protective glasses is stupid, you know, it, it, I just want to get on with the work or whatever. And then you, you learn, and, and so your perception of the risk is below the actual risk, okay? Then you learn about all of this stuff and then uh, you see that you see things that happen and then all of a sudden you understand the risk. Now, and, and, and again, yeah, maybe you go up to the risk level and the appropriate amount of risk, maybe you go above it and you're, you know, you know, we've all been involved in those things where, the, you know, the amount of risk control is, is, is OTT, right? You can't actually do the work where your perception of risk is actually way higher than the actual risk. So it is, it comes and flows, it comes and goes and, and your journey as a construction person will change as well. So the flip side of that is you have the guy who's been on the construction side so often, he's been doing it for 30 years and, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, this has never happened to me today. So now I've been fine and everything's been okay. And and so that person's uh, perception of risk, while it started off low when they before they got into construction, they understand it, and then they've been doing it for so long that it's come back down, down again. Okay, so perception of risk changes a lot, but the actual risk doesn't change. And so, from a risk perspective of signing better contracts, the risk is high. And if you're constantly risking your company's uh, the company full stop, if you're signing contracts that allows your company to be taken down completely or to be open to all of these different things that can happen, that that risk 
you have is is higher. Your your the bar has moved high, for, uh, higher for you, and it, your perception of that risk could be way lower as well. And so you're just going around thinking everything's fine. Your risk is really, really high and you don't even know it, right? So that's potentially, and that's why, you know, it's, it's like a gas leak. It's a silent and deadly, but you have no idea it's happening, okay? So that's one way to look at risk in general. So firstly, if you look at Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, Ray Dalio, all of these guys, when they're talking about, and these are the most successful people in investing, when they're talking about investing, they're not talking about, you know, big they're not talking about investing in bitcoin they're not talking about you know small uh, investing in small stocks with huge risk but high upside they don't do any of that right because while that's a short term they don't do any day trading right they're all short-term strategies and they don't think like that they think well what i want to do is i want to take something that i know is going to be profitable right it mightn't be as profitable as these higher risk risk things but my risk is so much lower. It's about protecting the downside. So what is my downside? And there's a really good book called The Road Less Stupid if, uh, by a guy called Keith Cunningham. And he talks about how the downside risk is so important. It's like you can, most people are smart and they can go up and up and up and up. But the difference between a very, very successful company or a very, very successful person is how, when the bad thing happened, how, how far down did it go? Real quick, and we'll get back to the show. If you don't have time or you don't necessarily have the expertise to review and negotiate your own construction contracts, please go to quantumcontractsolutions.com, book in a call with our team, and we'll show you exactly how we can help you sign better contracts that have way less downside risk and set yourself up to make more profit on that project and ultimately keep you in business over the long term. It's what all the smart construction companies do. So go to quantumcontractsolutions.com. Now let's go back to the show. You know, how bad was the mistake? Okay, so uh, the road less stupid is doing less stupid things, making less downsides that your down is just a blip. Your down isn't a huge down. You have to start over again. So that that's the the the, the way you should look at risk from a, a company's point of view. Okay, so then that's the first thing. But if you so reducing your risk is going to keep you in business over the long term. The downside is gonna is going to be lower, which means that ultimately you are going to stay in business. And longevity is one of the key factors in construction business success. So that's the first thing. Second thing is there's there's so many different things in the contract that will actually set you up for success. Like the payment terms, you get your payment terms wrong. The payment terms are longer than you expect. If it says end of month, for example, and you're thinking it, it says 30 days end of month, and you're like, okay, that makes sense. 30 days, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But you submit your payment claim on the 26th of the month. They don't they don't approve it until the first or the second of the next month, and then then. It's 30 days to the end of that month. So you got to wait until the end of that month and then it's 30 days on top of that. So all of a sudden, 60 days, that makes a huge difference. Double the amount of time. So, there's, you know, that's if you can make sure that that doesn't happen, if you make sure your retention, your retainer is lower, make sure you get it back when you're supposed to get it back. Not, it's not tied to the head contract. You're going to get your money back. If you give them assessment periods to review change orders in a, spe in a specific period of time or to not allow them to instruct you to go ahead until the change order has been agreed, 
all of these little things will make sure that you you don't take on additional cost. You don't get you know done over co contractually, and you can end up having higher cash flow. And so cash flow is is key in construction projects. So if you make all of these little changes in the contract that is going to increase your cash flow, what's going to happen? You're going to have a better. You're going to have more of a chance of of maintaining or increasing your margin on your construction project, and that's really what you're trying to do. So the analogy that I've been I'm talking about recently quite a lot um, is that as a construction person, you you can analyze and interpret construction drawings. These are complex drawings. There's no reason, and they're, they're, done, they're done by architects and they're engineers. You can interpret them perfectly. On the other side, you should be able to interpret the contract. If you understand what the various different clauses in the contract mean, how they can impact your cash flow, how they can impact your profitability, you can asked for things to be changed and you can have you can have intelligent conversations about these things and explain them to your client and then they're like yeah that doesn't apply to you like for, like if someone's asking you for you know if for example if you're a scaffolding company and they're asking you to provide retention or retainer uh, or, or bank guarantee any sort of security right and you're like okay what for right because you know that money is withheld if something happens in you know, in the defects liability with the warranty period, but all of a sudden, all you like your job is done. Your scaffold goes away with you. Why are they holding money back? For what reason would they hold money back? You can explain that. Hey, that makes absolutely no sense. They go, oh yeah, right. That that doesn't make sense. Let's let's get that out of contract. So understanding and having that education around the contract is where the money is at. Is where the difference is. So interpreting drawings is going to allow you to. Do, do really good construction or be able to deliver from the construction contractual or from the the project side the, the constructability side uh, fantastically right but interpreting the actual contract itself that is going to allow you to make the money that's where it, it, the commercial side of it comes into play that's what allows you to be able to be very successful in construction and that's why signing a better contract is better for you the next thing is that when you try to negotiate your contracts two things happen one is they go oh these guys are pretty professional these guys know what they're doing they're pretty you know they they you know they, this looks like they're part of a process and they look at you and go oh well you know the game is that we give you our worst contract we know that you're going to come back and we'll change in a few things you come back really intelligent answers you told us exactly why you can't agree to things. I now have confidence that you're a proper outfit and you know what you're doing, which is great. And from being on the other side, I'll tell you that is exactly the case. That's exactly what they think when you do that, provided you haven't done like 25, 30 different things and you're just trying to change words for the sake of changing words. If everything is taught out from a commercial point of view, then then it's, it's it looks professional and you look good, right? The other thing is as well is, and then from, a, from our, our own data is... Of what we put forward, 82% gets accepted. So think about the risk reduction and your ability to do better if you're getting 82% of what you put forward across the line. So you're signing a contract that has, you know, essentially 82 things, 82% things in your favor now. They're, they're open to, to negotiating. You just have to do it in the right way. So if you can, you know, you're, let's just look at it from a point of view. Now, having negotiated a contract, you look more professional. You sign a contract with less risk. You set yourself up to have better cash flow and make more margin in, in the post-award phase. You're, you're good to go. Over the long term, you are now, the, the downside is going to be little blips rather than big blips, right? When things go wrong, they go a little bit wrong. They then go very, very, very badly wrong. That is the reason that signing construction contracts is so, uh, better construction contracts and negotiating construction contracts matter. That is why you should never just sign 
a contract as is. That is why the returns are in the terms. That's why you should always ask for a better deal because they will negotiate it and you will look more professional. And that is that it that they they are facts. So implement this into your business and I'll see you in the next video.